Welcome to the week 13 edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Serrera, joined once again this week by... Spencer Turpin. And we thought we would be talking about playoffs, and it's not the uh, the Jim Mora quote and, and rant about it, but we do not have NCHSAA playoffs this week. They were pushed back. We, we talked about the issues surrounding that. They were pushed back. Pairings will come out on Saturday, hopefully in the morning, possibly early afternoon. Uh, the playoffs for NCHSAA schools do not start until the 18th. We do have one playoff game on Friday night, private schools, NCISAA Division II semifinal. High Point Christian, the defending Division III champion, they moved up a level this year, is at home against uh, Concord Cannon School, a team they beat 35-10 to 10 during the regular season. Uh, I see no reason to think that the outcome will be any different in, in this one. I, I know you're pretty much in agreement on that, Spencer. Yeah, uh, I have I have High Point Christian moving on, and they would play on the 18th, the first uh, night of NCHSA plays for a state championship against either uh, Christ School from Arden up in the mountains or Raleigh Ravenscroft, a team that they beat during the regular season, a team that handed them their only regular season loss last year. Though they would face one of those two at home at 7 p.m. on November 18th, but we'll see how that plays out. I think they're definitely, as we we both believe, a prohibitive favorite to get to that state championship game and and we'll see what happens there. Uh, Now we want to turn our attention to uh, the NCHSAA. We don't have pairings but uh, I think Spencer we can both agree that we have four teams that are are clearly state championship contenders. Number one team in our poll this week, Page. Number two team in our poll, Dudley. uh, East Forsyth and Reedsville who who are in the three and four spots this week. All of those teams Page in 4AA, probably in the West based on the projections. Dudley in 4A, definitely in the West. East Forsyth looking like they're going to be in the 4A West too, which would be a loaded bracket with Dudley and a few other very strong teams there. And Reedsville in 2A, and they are projected to be in the West also. Those teams, like I said, I think we can both agree that those are, are all legitimate state championship contenders. Yes, I agree, and uh, those are all teams that at the beginning of the season, if you had said to me, those four teams have a legitimate shot of making it uh, to a neutral side championship game, I don't think anybody would have have said, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? These are teams that people expect uh, to, to move on and to do well and to go deep into the playoffs. And for the most part, uh, they have lived up to expectations this year. Yeah, definitely. Powerhouse programs, teams where when they don't get to the state championship round, it's considered a disappointment. Now we're going to talk about five other teams, and we're going to play a game of pretender or contender. And... We'll give you our input on those, and we're going to start with an unbeaten team, a team that I like an awful lot, but that hasn't gotten a ton of respect statewide, and they are in 3AA and projected to be going to the East, where they would probably be a one seed, and that is Eastern Guilford. What's your take on them, Spencer? Uh, Eastern Guilford is a team that uh, I believe is for real. I mean, this is a team that you and I have both gotten to see and we've both come away impressed every time we go to see them. That they're just a really good high school football team. 
I expect them to make a, a pretty deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, I've got to label them a contender also. I saw them hang on after dominating Western Alamance for almost four quarters, hang on for a win there in a, in a tough environment at Western Alamance on a very windy night. Uh, they beat Eastern Alamance. You know, they, they've done what was asked of them this season. I think, you know, we've talked about the program that Doug Robertson's built there in four years. And, you know, he thinks this is a state championship contender. And he's been there with Reedsville winning a title in, in 2009. So uh, when Doug tells me that and he's not one to to oversell his teams I think we definitely have to put them into the contender group next team we want to talk about another conference champion a team that's been in the unfortunate position of they won't have had have played for almost three weeks when the playoffs start and that's a nine and two southern Guilford team that won the mid Piedmont 3a this season what's your take on them Spencer pretender or contender uh, you know look they've been around and they have always done a really nice job. I mean, this is a team that was knocking on the doorstep last year. came very, very close. Um, I, I like this team. I don't know if they've got enough gas in them to, to bring home a championship, mm-hmm. but I've always thought that, that this program, just no matter what's going on, no matter who's on the field, it, there's just a winner's mentality, and uh, and I look for, for more of that to uh, to continue in the playoffs. Yeah, I like I like the program a lot. I like the job Earl Bates has done in his first season. I don't know if I can quite put them in the contender group yet. I think their offense uh, struggles at times a little bit, although uh, in a game that, that we both thought was going to be very low score against Ledford, it ended up being 30-20. to 20. So, you know, they put some points on the board there. A lot like Eastern Guilford in that they start with defense, and they've got a very strong defense. And, you know, Earl Bates made a nice run with Moorhead last season, getting three rounds into the playoffs and barely losing to an eventual state champion in Rocky Mount. So, yeah, I, I'm not quite ready to say contender, but they're kind of on the line for me between pretender and contender. The one thing that I think could work against them is they are going to be in the 3A West with teams like Crest, uh, unbeaten Lenore High Brighton, uh, Tuscola, who's pretty good. And uh, people forget Tuscola is uh, Tommy Persley's team, the former Northeast Guilford coach. He's been up there a couple years, and he's got them at 9-1 and one for seeding per purposes and the guy's a good football coach he's won everywhere he's been and you know they're down the line another team from up in the mountains uh, Canton Pisk is nine and one it's it's not quite the other half of the bracket with High Brighton and, and Boiling Springs Crest but tough I just don't know if they have enough offense and I'm thinking if they couldn't get that far get to the to a state championship game or even a regional final with Reggie Gillespie I'm not quite sure that, that, that they're going to make it but a great season for them regardless and they just have to try to stay sharp during all this downtime they have because their last regular season game the one that they clinched the conference title beating Ledford in was October 28th so you know they're a victim of that delay on the playoffs next team we want to talk about a Another conference champion, one that early in the season we didn't think we'd be talking about at this stage of the game, and that's the Andrews Red Raiders. John Patterson, uh, first-year coach there. Coaches change, but Andrews football rolls on. I mean, they are 7-3 uh, and three for seeding purposes, 5-0 uh, and oh in, in the Pac-6-2A conference. What's your take on them, Spencer? I know we haven't seen a lot of them, so you know that that's we have to take that into consideration. What do you think about them? No, we, we haven't. But anytime you have a new coach, it's difficult to to keep the same thing going. And yeah, the same is true for Southern Guilford with Earl Bates. And now we're moving on to Andrews. This is a very similar situation. New coach, 
strong tradition at the program of winning, and they haven't missed a beat. I mean, this is a team that we've seen this story play out multiple times. Game of the year, uh, they they go up against really highly rated competition from 4A, and sometimes they struggle, and sometimes they, they prove everybody wrong. And they roll into their conference and start playing 2A schools, and, and they just continue to roll. And they're making it to at least the third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Again, I, I don't. I don't think they're quite good enough to to get back to a state championship game. But you know, a good football team, no question. Uh, very physical up front on both lines. Uh, Travis Steele, a very good running back. You know, and John Patterson back at his alma mater and uh, and getting it done in his first year. And a lot of credit to the kids for buying in. It took a little while, but buying into what he and his staff wanted and just continuing to play Andrews football, running the ball and being physical. Next team we want to talk about, and this is an interesting team, a fun team to watch, but we'll talk about their playoff uh, projections, and that's the Bobcats of Glen High School. These guys throw the ball around the yard uh, like they're playing street ball, and have a quarterback like Steph Brown. Uh, my goodness, I mean, anything can happen. Um I don't know about a deep run in the playoffs to these guys, but they're exciting. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't want to be the reporter who has to cover their game because the game is going past deadline no matter what happens. Yeah, they, they, have, they have been uh, the drama kings this season. They've had some, some wild high-scoring affairs. And, you know, they're, they're another team that looks like they are going to be in that loaded 4A West with Dudley with East Forsyth, with probably Southeast Guilford, with probably Southwest Guilford, a team that only went 1-4 and four in the conference, but with 6-0 and o before conference play. Uh, you know, Glenn is a team that, that you, you probably don't want to mess around with if you can't score points in the playoffs, because if you're, if you're a defensive team, you're going to have to really shut them down, because they, they've scored. They were in it with, with East Forsyth until halftime. I believe it was a 34-24 game at halftime before East Forsyth really pulled away and shut them down in the second half, but uh, a pretty good football team. You know, we, we question them. I had my doubts about them early in the year. Is this another Glenn team that scores a lot of points and, and style points early, and then when it faces a tougher schedule in the conference, folds, and not the case at all. They, they've, they've gotten better, and the future certainly looks bright for them when you've got St- Stephon Brown coming back at quarterback next season. Last team yeah, you want I mean, to talk oh. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, that this uh, that this Glenn team has really uh, has really done a nice job this year. And quarterback play is so important. And you look at a lot of the teams that we're talking about right now, and they have steady quarterback play. And Steph Brown is up there with with a lot of these guys. Yeah, no question. You know, fourteen completions for four hundred and seventy-four yards last week uh, in their regular season finale at Ragsdale, and that's pretty efficient. I believe that's almost thirty-four yards of completion. And he's had games like that throughout the year. I mean, his his numbers are great. You know, again, their their defense maybe not up, maybe not up to a deep run in the playoffs, but you know, the one word that coaches keep coming back to when they talk about that Glenn team is speed, team speed all over the field, and uh, speed kills, as they say, and in the playoffs a, a fast team offensively and defensively can cause a lot of problems for a lot of people and we will see with that Glenn team last team we want to talk about uh in the pretender contender question 
Northwest Guilford, a team that's that's ridden the roller coaster for most of this season, partly because of injuries and, and just just a lot of different factors, and had some close losses. Didn't have the strongest finish to the regular season. They were they were manhandled by East Forsyth last week. Fifth, I believe it was 58-15, and it wasn't that close. It was a late Northwest touchdown in that one. Uh, what's your take on on the Vikings? Yeah, and, uh, and and Todd Willard's ball club started taking a knee with over four minutes left. I mean, that, there could have been more score if, uh, uh, if not for that. This Northwest team, you know, similar situation last year. Got blown out by East Forsyth in the finale, and they made a run in the playoffs. Uh, look, they've got talent. They've got a lot of offensive desire, firepower when they're all healthy. This has been uh, an injury-plagued season for the Vikings. I really don't know if we've even seen their whole team together more than once this year. Right. But uh, they're going to have to come up with something because uh, if they don't win at least two playoff games, as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be a Yeah, the one thing that really appears to be working against them in, in the playoff projections we've seen, and I'm, I'm taking this from HighSchoolOT.com, Nick Stevens over there does a fantastic job on the brackets every year. I mean, he, he, he's, he's the Joe Lunardi, the bracketologist of high school football in North Carolina, and he's got the Vikings in 4AA West, which means Page and the entire Mecklenburg-Charlotte Metroplex gauntlet of football teams. And last year when Northwest won a few games, they were in the East. And we know that the East is weaker than the West at the 4AA level. So that is not going to help the Vikings. But, you know, again, a team that's got some firepower and Thomas Hennigan and some of their other seniors are not going to want to go out with a whimper. They're going to want to at least knock off one team in the playoffs and we will see on uh, Saturday where the Vikings are headed and where the rest of our teams are headed. There's some other teams we didn't get to talk about today but uh, there, there are teams that are probably going to make the playoffs but probably not likely to win win more than a game. I will have analysis on all of the teams from our area in the playoffs on Saturday afternoon and evening so look for that at hsextra.com and in the Sunday print edition of the News and Record. That's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. And as I said, look for all your high school sports news in print in the news and record online at hsextra.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joe NR, And you can follow Spencer at 1335. Thanks for listening.